Moving out of the family home and into an assisted living community may not be the easiest of transitions, especially for older adults who've spent decades of living at the same address. Relocating can be difficult and stressful, but there are ways that loved ones can help minimize the stress, especially by approaching the transition to assisted living with empathy, effective communication and support. They can help ease the process and ensure that their loved ones' well-being and comfort during this important life transition. Hello everyone, this is Cheryl Mijal and welcome to My Care Advisors. In this episode, Easing the Transition to Assisted Living, we are joined by Sandy Wake. Sandy is a certified senior advisor, certified placement and referral specialist, and she's the owner of Care Patrol of Western Michigan, Grand Rapids East. Well, welcome Sandy. It's such a pleasure to speak with you today. Thanks Cheryl, it's uh, great to be here to share this information with listeners. So Sandy, in your experience as a certified senior advisor and certified placement and referral specialist, once the decision has been made to move to an assisted living community, what are a few steps caregivers and families can take just to help prepare for that transition? Well, Cheryl, um, just to kind of set the ground rules for going forward, I'm going to use the term mom or senior just because it's going to make it so much easier for discussion. Um, also, I'd like to mention that I'm going to be speaking in generalities because there are a lot of communities and they all do things a little bit differently. And then in some cases, people will be coming from the hospital. In some cases, they'll be coming from home. So that could change things a little bit as well. So in answer to your question, um, what families can do to help prepare for the transition I think it's really nice if families can narrow it down to possibly two options and then bring mom in for a visit, maybe take her in for lunch if possible. And if a visit isn't possible because she's in the hospital, at least show photos and get her buy-in. Let her make the decision if possible, because I have to tell you, it's so much easier if she's had a say in it. She's not going to throw it back in your face later. Another thing that they can do um, is to arrange for the assessment. That's kind of the next step. Once you've determined a place, you need that assessment. And that assessment is so important because that's going to determine the care plan, what mom needs help with. Does she need help dressing? Does she need help bathing? Um, and that's also going to determine the cost. And recently I had a, an assessment that it determined whether the person went to assisted living or into memory care. So that assessment is really, really important. And if possible, sign the move-in paperwork ahead of time instead of on moving day. I have to tell you, it's not really like buying a house, but when you see the extent of the paperwork, it's like buying a house because there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. So if you can do that ahead of time, that would be great. When you're looking at signing the paperwork, is mom going to sign the paperwork or does she have an active POA? That is something to be considered. And if she's coming from the hospital, again, that may change things. 
But there's a lot of decisions that have to be made when you're filling out the paperwork. Things like, do you want to use their pharmacy physician? Do you want to use their podiatrist? Do you want to set up a weekly appointment at the hairstylist? And one of the, the big questions they ask is, is it okay to post pictures on social media of your mom? Even though there's a lot of um, important decisions that you're making, um, those are some of the, the smaller ones. But it, there's just a lot of paperwork that has to be filled out. There is a lot of paperwork that will have to be provided as well to the community. Someone is coming from home, they'll need a health and physical from their doctor, a signed medication list from the doctor. Um, if mom is in the hospital or in rehab, the facility will take care of that. Um, you'll also need to provide any advanced directive. You'll have to fill out a do not resuscitate or not. Um, you'll need power of attorney paperwork. Your mom will need ID, and that can even be an expired driver's license if that's all she has. And then Medicare and other insurance cards. The other thing that a lot of people aren't aware of is that some places may need a chest x-ray or a TB test. So that can be a big deal as well. And don't forget the checkbook because when you're filling out the paperwork, you're going to be needing to pay the community fee and the first month's rent. So thank you, Sandy, for these insightful tips. Just to get prepared for the move, there are a lot of things on that list to just get ready. Yes, definitely. So when working with older adults and their caregivers, what are a few considerations to help personalize that new living space? There is different ways that this can be done. Some places provide furniture, maybe the bed, the dresser, the nightstand, a chair, lamp, maybe even a TV. And obviously, that's the easiest. And if it's a short-term respite stay, it makes sense to use the furniture provided. A lot of people would like to bring in everything from home, or you can use a combination of the two. I worked with my parents and got them moved into an assisted living at one time. They use all their own furniture, but then they use the twin beds. So if the move is happening quickly, you may want to use what's there and move pieces in at a later date. And depending on the person, you may want to get all new furniture. Um, sometimes you can use that as the carrot. Hey, mom, you're moving into assisted living and you can get all new furniture. And a lot of times, maybe you're coming from a larger house and you're going into a smaller space. So you may need smaller furniture. If there's dementia, you're going to want to bring things that are familiar and I just recently had someone that I worked with that mom had dementia and she is used to sitting in her chair. She had her side table by the window and the TV was in front. They had a bird feeder outside. So that's what they wanted to recreate in the bedroom for her. So that may be something, especially, like I said, with dementia, you're want, going to want to have those personal items. You're always allowed to bring photos and pictures, and you can actually nail them into the walls. My dad always said that was a no-no, but they let you do this in assisted living. Um, and bring the sentimental items, things that are going to mean something. It's smart not to bring expensive items. If for some reason they're really important to the the person, um, if it's a ring, maybe you want to make a replica of that. 
What's really nice is there are specialized moving companies that can make life easier. They know the dimensions of the room where you're moving. They have the insight to know what makes sense in a room in order to make that space something that they're going to feel comfortable in. And they can also make sure it's a safe space. So there's not so many, um, so there isn't clutter. Sandy, I really love the idea about making those replicas. That's so important just to make sure that those memories are safe and they can be with that individual. So Sandy, in your experience supporting so many older adults and their families on moving day, what guidance or lessons have you learned that you can provide to our listeners to really help with that moving day transition? Well, as you can imagine, moving day is very busy and stressful for everyone, especially the seniors, and it can be far worse if there is dementia. If possible, move the furniture beforehand um, or utilize a moving company like we spoke about. And maybe one family member can be responsible for mom making sure she gets fed and she has her medications on time. Another family member maybe can be in charge of the moving process. Um, a lot of times you can't move that special chair out until mom is out of the house. But it's just so much nicer if you can have that space all put together before mom comes in. As you can imagine, there's a lot of fear in moving. There's a lot of unknowns. And if you can just have a non-chaotic space that she can go to with her furniture, uh, that's going to, to be helpful. If mom has a better time of day, you know, some people are just better in the mornings. I'm not. I like the afternoons. But schedule her arrival at the community at that time of day. It's just going to make life easier for everyone. As I mentioned before, if you can sign the paperwork before moving day, that's going to make life so much easier as well. One thing that people don't think about is as you're moving, there's those special things that you need, your toiletries, maybe some jewelry, something that is going to mean something to mom. You're going to want to put those things in a special box that can be easily found so you're not hunting around um, after everybody leaves and she's trying to get ready for bed, whatever. She's got her stuff there and readily available. If possible, don't move on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. It's just asking for trouble. If there's issues with medication or there's questions about care, it's just more difficult on the weekends and you just don't want to have to worry about being under the gun if there's an issue. And again, don't forget the senior needs meals, water, and their medication on their normal schedule on the day of the move. Goodness, Sandy, having a plan in hand can certainly make a difference in having a successful move. Yeah, it can help. Well, you know, uh, thanks so much for these tips. And now once we've had the physical move and that's completed, can you share a few tips with our listeners on easing that emotional transition to the new community? So I would say that probably 95%, possibly more of the people who move into assisted living don't want to be there. So it can be a tough transition. It's like a kid going to a new school. It's an, it's an emotional time. And yeah, there's fear, there's uncertainty. You know, you just need to learn what the new situation is. So know that there's going to be a period of 
adaptation. It's going to maybe take a week. It might be three months. It really depends on the person. Uh, what's been interesting is I've worked with a lot of people and maybe their parents have dementia and they're so concerned that this is going to be a very tough move and there's going to be pushback. And if you're talking about it, a lot of times there is pushback, but it's been amazing for me to see how easy that transition can be. And I know the families have been pleasantly surprised. So remember that mom is learning about her new environment and so as she's learning about her caregivers, her caregivers are learning about her. So it's not going to be perfect. There are going to be things that you might need to discuss. So the communication is going to be so important. And if you can take the emotion out of it and have a rational, instructive, respectful communication, that's going to be so important. It's going to help so much to get things resolved. If there's an ongoing issue, don't keep quiet, bring it to the caregiver's attention, or if that doesn't resolve it, bring it to the attention of the nurse who is responsible for the caregivers or the executive director. And make sure you visit. People have this fear that they're going to go to assisted living and their family is just going to not visit anymore. So make sure you get in there and visit. And if she's had a dog or if you have a dog that she loves, don't forget to bring the dog as well. She's going to love that. And that's most everyone allows that. And you can take mom out. She's not in jail. When my parents were in assisted living, we had had this tradition that we go out for dinner every Friday night and as much as we could, we maintain that that tradition as long as we could get my mom into the car. And then keep track of the schedule of events. I know my mom loved music. So when there was music on the program, I would make sure to let the activities director know to remind my mom to get down there and, and listen. Oh, thank you for this information, Sandy. Moving to the new location can trigger a lot of emotions especially for older adults who may have been living in their homes for decades. As we continue the topic of providing support to older adults, can you please share a few recommended resources for caregivers and their family members to best support their loved one during the move? Well, I would definitely recommend looking at the support groups that you have in your area. They have them across the nation, and some are for dementia, maybe some are for Parkinson's or traumatic brain injury. You might want to consider joining one. Sometimes it's just nice to know that other people are going through the same thing you are. The Care Patrol website has many articles on various topics having to do with seniors. And there is a specific guide out there of tips to consider when helping move seniors. I think this podcast itself is so beneficial and listening to various episodes could be beneficial if you're moving your loved one into assisted living. Sandy, thank you for joining us today and sharing your insights with our listeners. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Cheryl, for having me. Visit MyCareAdvisors.com to hear the episode and find helpful resources. You can also subscribe and listen to our podcast on your favorite app. I leave you with this thought. Life's transitions are like chapters in a book. Embrace each one and let them lead you to the next adventure. 
choose to be inspired to live the best life every day. Thank you for listening. We are grateful to be your guide.